Today's episode of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast is brought to you by Hostfully, the market leader in digital guidebooks for short-term rental hosts. With Hostfully, you can create a beautiful online guidebook that you can send to your guests so they have a better experience and you get fewer questions. Sign up now at hostfully.com to get two months for free by using code PAD. That's P-A-D. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your Welcome to episode 407 of Get Paid for Your Pad. And today we are talking to Kim Herline. She's the founder of purveyorsleisure.com. Uh, it's a, a difficult word to pronounce for foreigners like myself, but I hope I did it correctly. It's a managed short-term rental management company for large luxury homes in the Coachella Valley area. Is that correct, Kim? That is correct. That's where we first got our start. And it's awesome. purveyors of leisure. Purveyors and, of uh, leisure. If you think it's hard to say, try spelling it for everyone on your email. <laughs> <laughs> what does the word purveyor mean? I'm actually not 100% sure. To provide. It's uh, basically, yeah, to provide, to curate. It's kind of like a shopkeeper's word for English. Yeah. To purvey. Awesome. Sweet. So uh, we are going to talk about how to leverage your hosting business using virtual assistants. Uh, I know you are a big fan of uh, incorporating virtual assistants in your in your business, and I know it's a it's been a huge help for you. Uh, but before we before we get into that, tell us a little bit more about your your hosting business and you know who you cater to. I know there's some specific challenges and interesting things to point out when it comes to the the homes that you manage. Sure. We found early on that large group travel was increasing and focused more so on that particular avatar. And our homes are on larger properties. Some are one and a half to two and a half acres and comprise of anywhere from six to 11 bedrooms. So we're really catering to a different guest. It's not a couple couple couples or just one family. It's typically a number of people coming together to celebrate something. Uh, it may be as simple as an 80th birthday, and it's multi-generational, to a wedding. In addition, we found that it worked great during the week for corporate offsite meetings and budget meetings and leadership retreats and wellness retreats. So we really have an interesting mix of guests that are interested in these properties we primarily state that we're like a boutique hotel in a private resort. And that being said, most people don't want to leave. And I think by offering this high touch that I spoke to you earlier about, about this, from the moment they book until they leave, they are hosted. And what that means is, you know, my virtual assistants handle the booking process and then hand over the baton to our hosts that are on the ground in each of the areas that we represent and check in the group and are available from nine to nine to basically answer anything. That's a really interesting aspect of catering to these larger groups. Because as you mentioned, there's always one person that organizes it. And I, I can totally 
relate to that because I've organized a lot of travel and I've booked a lot of Airbnbs on behalf of a group because when I travel everyone with a group, everyone's like, oh, well, you're the Airbnb expert. You should book the exactly. Airbnb, right? So then it's an interesting uh, process because like you mentioned, it's like if you book like a six bedroom home for, for 10 people, like you already know that, you know, how are you going to divvy up the rooms? Is everyone going to be happy? Like what do different people want? And so you really feel responsible, you know, for, for the choice that you're making and, and all of that. So I can imagine that it's a different process when, when you're booking for like you know, just yourself and your partner or something. Absolutely. And we saw that early on as a, a, you know, one of the ways that we could stand out and it all sounded great until we became so busy that I was working crazy hours, answering all sorts of questions, everything from if Uncle Joe stays in bedroom number seven, how far is the bathroom, you know? And so Uncle Joe and I now I know about Uncle Joe and his walker and so on and so forth. So, you know, realizing that early on that our not only the response time, but our caring about the kind of pressure the main person experiences making this big financial decision, because these are not, you know, inexpensive places. There's no this is really a hotel experience and people who come will never probably travel differently again, because they can basically bring in private chefs. We have massage therapists, yoga teachers, fitness instructors of all kinds, beauty treatments. I mean, I can bring in basically any of those services and they, and they, once they have them, including staff, they're hooked, right? They're like, why would I ever go to a hotel and and take up six rooms or eight rooms and have to be with other people. And I think that's also a big part of it. It's the quality of the time that everyone's spending together and not having to go down to the restaurant to get a coffee, right? Yeah. Those kind of things are just one drink or whatever it is. So we are really dealing with a unique group of guests. And although it was obvious that we needed to continue to do this handholding it was exhausting. <laughs> and so this is where the virtual virtual assistance piece comes in. I had been working both with my investor slash partner. We would just kind of tag team a lot of the time regarding inquiries and follow-ups. And naturally, as we were expanding, we were, you know, and using other apps and tools, people were coming in from all directions. It was whether it was email from repeat guests or our website or our texting app. At some point, I just realized. I could not possibly do a good job. That's really what it came down to. I felt guilty. I was waking up like, what did I forget every moment, you know, having this doubt. And I think truthfully, I mean, my hesitation with first hiring the virtual assistant was, will I have enough work? That was ridiculous, right? That's just a complete misnomer. Secondly, will I be organized enough to hand it over? And I have to say, I mean, it's one of the main reasons I joined Legends X. I mean, I I needed a system for all of my systems. I had systems. They were not necessarily documented. They were all pretty much living in here. (laughs) And I immediately saw the value in systematizing everything from guest communication, right? All the templating. Obviously, once you move from the booking process, kind of what we do next with the guests, offering those, you know, upselling those concierge services and so on and so forth. And I was like 
primarily nervous, you know, when I first interviewed my first assistant, but quickly after decided to have two at the same time, because it was a lot of work to train and I wanted to cover as many hours as possible. And in doing that, I, wow, (laughs) you realize what you're, what you have been doing and what you had been capable of. And no wonder why you're so exhausted and, and actually fearing burnout is what was mm. happening. Yeah. Because during COVID, I think for our industry specifically, you know, we, we didn't see it coming from the point of view of now that travelers couldn't go to hotels and because people are so cooped up and so tired of each other <laughs> and needing kind of, you know, the variety of that we're used to in day-to-day life, a short-term rental was a perfect escape, a perfect place to go and certainly be with loved ones and, and you know, friends and family. So the coupling of all of that really pushed me over the edge. And I advise everyone not to wait <laughs> till that edge. But I think the best news of all is once you get over the hurdle that you have to have everything perfectly in place to hand over. Once you allow that imperfection that does exist right now in your business, it exists and it's going to exist and you can't deny it. The best part about it is getting fresh eyes on the subject. You have somebody who is only, for instance, in one case, you know, only doing guest communications. So guess what? We never miss a follow-up email. We never are confused. Where did that come from? I thought I saw a woman by this name, you know, the kind of things that happen when you're busy and and losing track. And at this point, I've now hired, I have four virtual assistants. What made me decide to continue down this path is that I was incredibly impressed with their language skills, both verbally, like being able to speak to clients, obviously their grammar in writing to the clients, so impressed. And I think that was also holding me back a little bit. Are they going to speak like me? Are they going to, are the guests going to feel like they're, you know, speaking to purveyors of leisure? And it turns out that you can curate that by showing them. I had all of them create a a cheat sheet. I had them study for basically two to three weeks before they answered anything. And they had to literally go through all of our various ways that guests communicate with us and see the recurring issues or recurring questions and come up with where that template lives to answer it. And it's pretty great that they all have their own cheat sheet because like all of us, we all learn differently and we all access information differently. And I didn't feel the need to, at first I did. At first I thought I had to create this for them. It turns out that we have all this information in all these places and they could actually access it and create something that they could use as a resource, Mm. which was turns out to be much more important than I realized. And, and now we're off to the races. I mean, my first VA is now managing all the other three. We are totally moving past kind of the just regular, you know, business of booking reservations. And we're moving well into marketing, outreach, social media campaigns. I mean, their, their breadth of knowledge is incredible. And again, I, I mean, Legends X giving me that playbook to be able to share with them and give the autonomy to my lead VA to really, I mean, when I, when I send an Asana update the system because she had came up with a good idea. I mean, she feels like she hit the lottery, right? She came up with a good idea. Do you think we should do it this way? I'm like, great idea. Put it in the system. And now it's in the system. And that's how the other three VAs do that particular task. 
So to have those two, I have to admit, I do not think that I would be as successful using the VA so quickly if it were not for the systems I learned in Legends X and, and primarily having that, that playbook. Yeah, there's a lot of things that uh, I, w- I would love to touch on. There's a lot, a lot of amazing things that you mentioned. First of all, it sounds like you you were kind of the prototype of a hectic host a while ago, like when you're talking about almost getting burned out and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was, and yet at the same time, I I mean, it, it's interesting because my revenue is very high. I mean, because of the nature of the stays and the nature of the homes. And so even though I've only, at, at, the, at the height of my portfolio, I had nine, I want to say nine properties. Right now I have seven, you know, give or take, like one I'll drop off. I have two I'm remodeling right now and beyond pretty soon. But I think for me, what it turns out is that I really enjoy identifying the properties and doing the design work and managing those projects. But the rate at which I was also accumulating you know, business. It was just the speed at which it was happening and wanting to be able to manage both. It, it, it felt very close to a burnout type of situation for sure. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to touch on is um, you were actually, I believe you were the first person to, um, to be on the wait list for, for the Legends X class, actually. I was. I was kind of tracking you guys down. I was stalking you. Because, <laughs> yeah, because because you had the other with... mastermind. That's right. Because I spoke with Eric. I want to say I don't know, maybe six, eight months prior to your launch, and I, you know, fit certain categories as far as that. But he was really very honest with me and kind of said what he had in the works and this model would fit where I was and I'd get more out of it. And I was very happy to happy to not well one to not completely have nothing to go to. Uh, but I was anxiously awaiting being in this program. I'm a huge fan of getting help, both personally and professionally. And there's so many experts out there. And I think also there's really something that happens in a group setting that you cannot necessarily put your finger on as much as I like to think of it. It's just like the brain dump concept, but it's like on fire. <laughs> you know, it's mm. like everybody is involved. You you have buy-in from everyone. People do care. And if you have something to share you, and you feel comfortable, which everyone in my pod did and, and since now in the alumni mastermind, you just feel so supported and not judged, you know, like there's days when I feel great and there's days when I'm like, this is really hard. Yeah, for <laughs> so sure. So I think it's, yeah, I was definitely stalking you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I remember, I remember when Eric told me, he said, hey, we have uh, someone, our first sign up for Legends X. And I was like, you haven't promoted it yet. He's like, no, I know, but you know, we have somebody who signed up, and I was like, okay, well, it's not our like two or three months before we start. I know. Uh, I was like, wow, that person's like really committed. That's awesome. I am, and I, I think, I mean, I love, like I said, I love systems, but I realized, you know, it's you're sometimes you're speaking in a vacuum to yourself, and I think that's a lot of what you know this kind of group brings to the table is you have people at various stages, either ahead of you, behind you, and and each person adds, or a lot of people, let's face it, most people didn't get into this business, like didn't say, when I grow up, I want to be a property manager. I think it came out of combination of things, either necessity, opportunity. And some of us had completely different other backgrounds as far as, you know, other businesses. Mm -hmm. And I think we can always share, you know, what our wins are with one another and encourage one another 
and it's nice that this is obviously this is very specific and the focus i think you did a really good job of you know moving from that hectic host to rising star and giving people the opportunity to see it as that mm. it's uh, not yeah. just you <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, and what I thought was really cool too, a couple of days ago, one of the other uh, students who's in the alumni program now posted in the Facebook group that he had onboarded a bunch of VAs and he was saying that for the first time in his in, in a long time, he was able to turn off his phone and put it on not do not disturb and actually get, you know, sleep without worrying about that phone going off. Absolutely. I, I know. And he was, he had been in my pod and I, you know, they, they watched me go through it because I think our group started in, was it mid-March or mid-April? Yeah. In April. Yeah. Something like that. So I had just hired my first two. And so they, you know, the group watched me kind of not know what to do and then feel more confident and so on and so forth. And to be able to share that and to see, and actually subsequently I've had Jenny reach out and we had a long talk uh, over the weekend and that's exactly what 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 I guess you know I'm a big big fan of is that kind of group support, being able to share your experience, and even if it's hard, right, but still be able to come out on the other side. And it was Charlie that hired two VAs, and and he got to you know rest. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's nothing. It's funny because I you know see people holding their phone all the time, and I don't relate to it as it being me, but I <laughs> I, I I was that for five years, <laughs> like, I don't know how, not five, four, I'd say of it. Yeah. And you're not very present. It takes a lot of effort to like, say, I'm not going to look at that. <laughs> yeah. And, and let's, uh, let's, let's go a little deeper on the virtual assistants, because I'm sure there's people listening now and they, they're thinking, wow, this sounds amazing. But what, what, what is a virtual assistant, right? So a virtual assistant, essentially, it's a, it's a remote worker, right? It's somebody right. who works for your company remotely. And that's why it's called a, a virtual assistant. But there's, there's a reason why most virtual assistants, at least in the short-term rental space, are from the Philippines. And, and are yours from the Philippines as well? Yes. Yes. And it's interesting because, you know, I was reading the post that Charlie did where he was just kind of blown away by their level of English, first of all. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of the Philippines. I've, I've traveled there, like, I think at least 15 times. Oh, wow. uh, it's just an incredible, incredible country. And, you know, it's not a lot of people know this, but English is one of the two uh, national languages of the Philippines. So the Philippines is a bilingual country. They teach English in school. And so everybody speaks English. And they teach Tagalog, which is their, their local language. Right. Now, it's also, I think the Philippines has over 3,000 islands. And I think there's a total of 150 languages that's been spoken on all these different islands. So it's a, it's a huge country. Yeah. You know, I think it's a huge it's, it's amazing country. But so I, I've experienced firsthand that people speak very good English there. And right. that's the reason why. Right. In the short term rental industry, obviously, the there's a lot of communication. Right. So a lot of communication. I was so I'm obviously so I had used a certain agency and I don't necessarily need to promote it. But what I liked about this particular agency is that they not only work with the potential virtual assistants and provide you with the interview process and placements and contracts and all of that. They also educate you as the employer how to best use, you know, and gives you basically your own tech stack, if you will. Like if you do all these things, you will have success with your virtual assistant. And, and it's true. 
And I feel that's another agency that I feel very supported by because not only do they educate the employer on how to use the virtual assistant's abilities and how to focus, keep them focused, but it helps them because they're training them on some every week. There's three trainings that either the VA or myself can join. And it'll be a, it could be something like how to do a Facebook ad. So it's a very interesting twist on just the virtual agency that I chose is not only a finder, which a lot of them are, but I like to look at it as like, it's an educational relationship with the agency and us. And I can ask them, like, I don't know how to do this. Is there a way you can help me with it? And can you potentially help explain it to the virtual assistant? Yeah. So that's, they're very hands-on in that way. And yeah, it's been great. That's awesome. Would you, would you want to share the, the name of the Sure, business? I would love to. I mean, it started, it's primarily for real estate. The name of the company is Sphere Rocket Agency or Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants. And that's Sphere, S-P-H-E-R-E, Rocket. And I've been basically recommending them to mostly my real estate friends. But, you know, having spoken with them and recognizing that a lot of the same, you know, what the virtual assistants would need to be able to do those tasks easily translated into the tasks that I needed them to do. And actually, they're, they're kind of, t- this is what's amazing. So I have not had time to do any outbound marketing. I've been lucky enough, fortunate enough, that these properties speak for themselves. Obviously, the OTAs bring them on in. Our locations are pretty highly desirable to begin with. So, you know, that aspect was kind of a no, no problem. But as a result, I am really trying to move every, all these I've had so many guests, right? Like, so if you think about it, I have seven properties right now. Average is 18 people at a property every stay. And I'm really only capturing that one, two, three guest names or contact information. So I'm going to look into more so into StayFi to be able to capture all those names because yeah. from a marketing standpoint, it would be incredible. But also looking at implementing social media. I mean, they're in these beautiful homes. We have areas that can be easily turned into Instagrammable spots on the properties. All of these were great ideas that I had, right? Swirling around, never could even imagine like touching it (laughs) because I didn't have the time. And now I've basically gave two of the women who work at night, the keys in the sense of now you've been here for a couple of months, you're starting to see the cadence of where people are talking to us from. And I'd love for you to now, here's my, here's my Facebook page. Here's my Instagram page. Here's my LinkedIn page, like really loading them up on, and they're going to come back to me with a marketing plan. You know, I said, I'd like to increase followers, but I also want to call to action. I want to get them into my, my funnel basically of how, how we can, you know, we have uh, like on our new website, which is exciting. have a new website. We use Avichato, which is a texting app which is great because I can oversee, well, one, you can broadcast messages from an outbound marketing standpoint, but also because our host welcomes the guest, it's nice to be supervising. I can see every guest communication with every host. And then my VAs can also use it for outbound calls as well. And just the fact that like, they're coming to me with all the, taking some of the ideas that I gave them like seeds and coming up with a plan. So 
I mean, all of a sudden, my someone who's interested in scaling my business is like fourfold now. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like it's it's so much more than I could have ever expected because I it's not just answering inquiries. Now they're like there's buy-in, you know, and yeah. they and they love working to they I think a key piece about the virtual assistant is you can't, just like anything else, you can't treat them like some taskmaster on the other side of the world. It's like you curate the team and you bring together ideas and you, you hold space once a week mm -hmm. or once every two weeks, whatever works for you, just like you would if the person worked in person, you know, in, in your company. So I think yeah. that's a key piece. And they, I mean, I listened to my head VA tell the other two newer ones that being hired by purveyors of leisure and choosing to work with us was the best decision she's ever made in her life. And I'm like, of course, like had tears. That's the kind of impact because at first I think some people feel question the dollar amount, as most know, it's a much less dollar per hour amount than any of us are accustomed to in the States. At the same time to highlight it, it's still a lot of money actually over there, how it's relative. Mm -hmm. And I think that I had to get over that too. I think there was a part of me that was like, well, one, what is the quality of the work of somebody who's getting paid $4 an hour? Once I got over that hurdle, it was then, am I taking advantage of something? And I think that is, I've heard that from other people in different industries feel that. And I think that it has helped me to recognize that it's relative and listening. I don't have to like, you know, I, I've heard from them how happy they are to be working for this yeah. company. Due to COVID, it's now more important than ever that your guests actually read your house rules and check-in instructions. And there's no better way to deliver that information than by using an online hostfully guidebook. You can build your guidebook in just a few hours and simply include a link to your guidebook in your welcome email. Your guests can access it on desktop, on mobile, and they can even print it out. Now, as a result, you look super professional. Your guests have a better experience as they don't have to read through endless paragraphs of text. Instead, they can go through a nice looking guidebook with lots of visuals. That means fewer questions for you, more time for you to focus on other areas of your hosting business. Sign up now at hostfully.com and use code PAD to get your first two months for free. That's hostfully.com, H-O-S-T-F-U-L-L-Y dot com code pad which is p-a-d that brings me to common misperceptions about virtual assistants so number one is um they don't speak english well they do if, if they're from yeah. the philippines then they definitely do misconception number two is you know they can't perform like more like complicated tasks they can only perform the super super easy task not true. A lot Not of these, true. a lot of people that are a virtual assistant, and you mentioned like four dollars an hour. Like I imagine you're, it's probably around five hundred a month, or so. Mm -hmm. A lot of virtual assistants in the Philippines are actually very educated, and they tend to be quite tech savvy. They're, they tend to be very sharp with social media because social media is is something that people in the Philippines use a lot, mm -hmm. right? So, as misconception number number two. And that's the same thing that Charlie mentioned. He was like, oh, I'm kind of blown away by what they can do. You know, they, they do right. a lot more than just like, you know, using a script to answer some messages and stuff. Oh, no, it's 
Yeah. <laughs> and then, then misconception number three, like you said, it's like, well, if you're only paying somebody $500 a month, that's not a living wage and you're taking advantage and all that. That's a huge misconception too, because, and I've seen that firsthand because I know how much people are making. And I also know, I mean, the, the salaries people have to understand, salaries are relative to living expenses. I remember one time I was in the Philippines and there was a there was a big party on the on the boulevard. There was there was a festival going on, and and you know I, I was just walking there with a friend of mine, and we walked up to this little little makeshift bar to order to order a drink, and uh, we wanted to get a uh, I think it was a, a rum a rum coke is what we wanted to order, and so I tell the the person by the bar I said okay can we have uh, can I have uh, two rum cokes, and she put a she put a bottle on the table a bottle of rum. On the table, like a free 75 ml. So that's like, how much is it? What, what, what do you guys use in the US? Um, ounces? Is it ounces? ounces yeah. Fluid ounces? Or yeah, milliliters, I guess. Seven. Yeah, so milliliter. I think free yeah. 75. I think that's something like okay. 16 ounces or something. Does that sound correct? And, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm not good at metrics. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's a smaller bottle, right? But it's still, right. it's still, it's still like large. a lot of, it's a lot still, right? It's a lot. Right. And so I, you know, I told her like, Hey, listen, like, I, I just want to two drinks, like two glasses, two, glass. <laughs> two glasses, please. And she turns around and she puts two empty glasses on the, on the table. Right. And a can of Coke. And I was like, uh, okay, so I don't actually want to buy an entire bottle of rum. And, <laughs> you know, I just want to buy like two, two Mixed glasses drinks. with, you know, a shot of rum and right. the, the can of Coke is fine, but and then she looked at me and she was like, I don't have that. Oh, I was wow. like, you wait. So the minimum amount of, of booze that I can buy at this bar is, is right. a half a bottle. <laughs> like literally like that, that would be enough for the entire night. Right. And she goes, she looks at me and she goes like, yeah. I was like, all right, well, how much is the bottle? <laughs> all right. It's relative. I, think that's I remember deep. to this day, it was 60 pesos, which is about $1. Wow. That's about okay, so that that is, right there. And yeah, I had to do that room. too. I had to look up just, you know, I think one of the prices that helped me like put this in perspective is that health insurance for an individual is $2 a month. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I, so, it, you know, and then I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like it, it jostled my, I was like, okay, I feel yeah. like better about that. No, hundred percent. I remember uh, looking at rooms for rent, and you know it was like fifty dollars a month. You know to rent a room. Right. I mean, you put the you put this stuff in perspective. I'm like, well, I mean, where I'm from, people spent you know a third of their salary on right. on their accommodation, and people spent like a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars a month. If you just calculate all of that, like, I mean, I could totally, I could live of five hundred bucks a month in the Philippines. I can guarantee you, I could do it. I can rent, I can rent a, small, yeah. a small apartment for like a hundred bucks. You know, I, I right. mean, food is just so cheap that that's not really a big expense. So, so yeah, just that's a third misconception. Yeah, I think it's important right? though for people hesitating potentially for that, you know, it did, it did cross my mind and I definitely, yeah. you know, felt better knowing more about it. And I think, like I said, just witnessing firsthand how excited they are to work with work with me. I mean, yeah, it's sure. really beautiful to see how yeah. happy they are. <laughs> Plus I'll say another big advantage for, for them to work with foreign companies is that in a lot of places in the Philippines, the infrastructure is not great, mm. which means that 
if people have a normal, quote unquote, normal job, they typically spend like an hour or even longer sitting in a in a bus, in a really packed bus. There's right. a lot of traffic, especially in the in the bigger cities, a lot of traffic. Mm-hmm. So they spend they end up spending a lot of time like uh, commuting to and from work versus working for a remote company is perfect because then you know you can work from home. So right, you know that's why. The, the Filipino VA is typically, yeah, they love work. They love the work that they're doing because it's uh, for them. It's it, you know, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty good opportunity. And I think also culturally, it's so common. I mean, they constantly refer to other people what they're doing, uh, whether it's in their family or extended, you know, friend group. What I also realized is they are more accustomed to working in call centers, and I think just comparing the two concepts, right? Call center, you have this script and most people don't want to talk to you. And it's a very, I mean, it's probably not for all people. That's not to say that that's true of every single industry, but in comparison, you're being given this opportunity. Yes, there's absolutely redundancy. And, you know, there's, I'm sure parts when you're just sick of saying the same thing about early check-in fees or whatever it is. On the other hand, there's so much more autonomy. And looking at being open to letting them bring to me something to benefit the company. Yeah, it just feels really good. And all my people on the ground, basically, we use Slack as a internal communication tool. And it's amazing. I mean, that everyone's talking to each other and happy birthday. It feels like all of a sudden, even though it's been a real company, it all of a sudden feels like a real company because I have you know, I have four hosts and I have an integrator and I have four VAs and all of a sudden we're like all doing this thing together and it feels great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sounds awesome. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Congratulations on, on your success. And um, Thank you. so my, my last question is like, because the, the, the person that, that I learned a lot from regarding virtual assistants and I've worked with virtual assistants for a decade, pretty much. But there's a person in our mastermind, Rebecca, Rebecca Slifka. She runs a, a hotel out of Joshua Tree, Hicksville mm-hmm. Trailer Park, Hicksville Trailer Palace. Sorry. That's right near <laughs> us, Joshua What's Tree. That? Joshua Tree is really close to where I am. So I yeah. try to hook up with her. Yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Check it out sometime if you have time. But um, but Rebecca actually, you know, she worked with us on the uh, the virtual assistant training in, in Legends X, right? Right. She at some point had over 100 units in Los Angeles, and she had a, a team of seven VAs that literally did 95% of the work. And just like you were saying, there was one one of the VAs was like the head VA who was mm-hmm. you know, delegating tasks to the other ones. And it was it was awesome. And one thing that I really loved about her story is that she actually went with her business partner, Erica, they actually went to the Philippines to visit their VAs and actually spend time with them and getting to know them, you know, and that was, I thought that was really awesome. Yeah. My question to it's you on is my when, list for when sure. are you coming? <laughs> I know it's totally on my bucket list. We actually, it was funny. I just had a need to know like where they lived. I knew, you know, their addresses based on, cause I send them money uh, to their banks and I had to have their addresses. And so then I started Google Earthing, you know, using Google Maps and looking at like understanding like this one's in a mountain town, this one is in a more city, this one's on the water. Like it was so neat. I could, as you know, with Google Earth, you can go in and walk down their street 
And I, you know, and I told him I did that. And I was like, I just wanted to like, I'm like, I feel like you see where I live because of these homes. And you, I'm always, you know, on Zoom talking from one of the properties or, you know, especially with newer ones coming on board and I get, they get to see where I am. And so it was really cool to just, I'm like, you know, we're coming, right? <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not sure when, but hopefully, yeah. hopefully soon. I haven't really, I haven't done any international travel. But. Yeah, I highly recommend it. Uh, I mean, if you want to find yourself on a literally on an isolated beach, beautiful beach with beautiful clear waters and, and there's <laughs> nobody else there, you know, then, then the Philippines awesome. is for you. <laughs> By the way, uh, just out of curiosity, like where 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 in the Philippines are your your VAs based? Do you know oh, off the top of your head? Oh, or? Yeah, I wouldn't even be able to give it the names justice. Uh, <laughs> Manila was, well, one VA lives in a Manila, and then a place about an hour inland from there. Then one that's in the mountain area region. Uh, it's still in the mainland, though. It's not on the islands. Everyone's on that, on the main, I guess what I would call the mainland. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember them offhand. But it's been it's been interesting, too, because we have these homes that are obviously palatial in comparison to most of the living situations I've at least seen. Uh, looking at, at the Philippines. And, you know, I think at first, I, you know, and I, and I kept explaining them, like, look, there's a lot of nuances, you know, occupancy and bedroom counts and the types of beds. And people are going to ask all these questions. And I was like, just take your time. Because I realized how foreign it must be, right, to, in essence, sell the experience when you've never been. And giving them videos to kind of feel like when they're walking through the properties to have a sense of ownership over what they're selling in essence. Uh, I think that that was, you know, that is important and just like, just, I love that I can touch base with them and check in and say, are you feeling supported? Do you, you know, a lot of times, I mean, they're so honest. I think that's another thing that we should really discuss. I overpaid two of them at the beginning of their time with me. And it was just, I was just moving too quick and not doing math <laughs> and both immediately, immediately to, you know, slacked me and said, you've overpaid me, Miss Kim. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and obviously we, we fixed it, whatever, but it was just, I think that's another, that might be another misperception, you know, that someone so far away, you can't, how do you trust them or, you, mm -hmm. and then I'm getting, you know, I think that's makes, it's good to, for people to know this because you are giving them lots of logins and passwords and access. I mean, they're in my credit card processor, whatever, all the things that we would all imagine we would do if you had a virtual assistant, you know, to be able to take over the reservation piece. 100%. So. Awesome. Well, we could talk for uh, for I hours know. on this on this topic. I, I feel like, but um, but we have to wrap it up. So before I let you go, uh, let the listeners know where they can find your properties and if there's are you still taking on new properties? If someone has a house, that yes. to rent out. Well, now we're ready. I mean, I honestly, <laughs> Legends X program and my playbook and having four virtual assistants. I have this re-energize, you know, energize and refreshed. And so, yes, it's www.purveyorsofleisure.com. Really hard to spell. P-U-R-V-E-Y-O-R-S-O-F-L-E-I-S-U-R-E. I don't know how I'm going to get through it. Keep spelling this name. But anyway, <laughs> it, it does stick with people because it's unusual. We are primarily in the greater Palm Springs area in California, but we have recently, I'd say about a year or so, expanded to Lake Havasu City, Arizona, 
and much more recently, Borrego Springs, California and Pine Valley, California, which is very unique areas. And it's basically Southern California. And I love your logo. It's, is that a purple, <laughs> flam- uh, no, a pink flamingo? It's a pink flamingo and a martini, yes. <laughs> That's so funny. We're about leisure, and I think that that is very clear. We Our tagline is we take leisure seriously so you don't have to. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. that. That's uh, that's so fun. Awesome. Well, we'll, ha- we'll have all the links. You mentioned a, num- a number of things that um, you mentioned the, the company that you use for to find your VAs. I've, we typically recommend Virtual Staff Finder, but sounds right. like this company is uh, is doing a great job. So definitely want to mention that again. Spear Rocket. Spear Rocket VA. Virtual Assistance. Yeah, Spear Rocket VA.com. We'll have all the, and you mentioned some other stuff and I, I didn't have a chance to, to ask you about it, but you mentioned a texting app called Avocado. Or yes. Is it Avocado? Avoc- I don't know if it's Avocado or Avocado. I mean, the name really rubs me the wrong way, but it's a great app. <laughs> Awesome. Well, well, we'll make sure to put all these links in the show notes uh, that people will be able to find at getpaidforyourpet.com, of course. So if you want to check out any of these resources, uh, go ahead and uh, check out the show notes on getpaidforyourpet.com. And if you want to stay in the area of Coachella Valley, uh, Palm Springs, check out purveyorsofleisure.com. And I, I Googled it. I misspelled it. It still popped up. So if I can find it, I'm sure everybody else yeah, can find it too. It's unique. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jasper. Yeah, it was a, it was a pleasure. Uh, thank you for taking the time to, uh, to be on the show. Um, I'm sure everybody loved this, uh, this episode because uh, lots, of, lots of value, lots of cool stuff in there. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And uh, for the listeners, thank you for listening or watching. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, if you're listening, we're, we're on all these different platforms, by the way. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Like, I don't even know the names of all the different platforms, but we have a, a host that distributes, auto-distributes. We, we have a system. <laughs> so it auto-distributes all these different places. So wherever you want to find us, uh, you'll be able to find us. And uh, last but not least, if you are enjoying this podcast, then... Well, what I would love for you to do is leave me a quick review, uh, specifically if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, because I've recently learned that it's really, really important uh, if, if we want to get more uh, people to listen to the podcast, uh, getting those reviews is, uh, is super, super helpful. So if, you, uh, if you've been listening for a while and you find podcasts helpful, please go to Apple Podcasts and, uh, and leave us a quick review. And uh, thank you for your support. With that said, thank you, Kim. Thanks Thank everybody you. else, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Get paid for your pet. 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 If you have over 30 units, you have an annual revenue of over $2 million, or you operate boutique hotels, then the STR Legend Mastermind is for you. You are not alone. We have a group of over 30 high-level entrepreneurs in our mastermind, and we get together on a weekly basis to discuss our biggest challenges and to learn and to grow together. Go to strlegends.com to find out more information and apply for the Legends Mastermind if you think you are a good fit.